Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. We are back in session here at Trade Show University for virtual and live events. Who is ready to get their PhD in ROI? It's ROI, it's what it's all about, is why we do these events, right? It's why we do trade shows to get that return on investment. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. I'm Jim Sturmack, your host. Excited to have you here today. We have on a great guest who is going, he is a Facebook ads expert. His name is Chuck Sharpstein. Talk about ROI. He's going to be sharing how we can best use Facebook ads, what we should expect from them, and what's a pixel. So he's going to be sharing all of that, and we'll dive into his interview in just a minute here. But first, so I want to start off today's episode with a tip, and this tip is to reset your booth consistently during the show. I want you to think about when you first have that, that show open, everything looks perfect, right? You've got all your giveaways stacked up nicely. You've got your literature in place. You've got everything that looks perfect. And as the show goes on, things kind of get out of order and, and the giveaways start falling down and, and people start leaving coffee cups, water bottles, and, and all of a sudden your, your booth is kind of messy. But if you take the time consistently during the show to make sure everything looks as good as it does when you, the show opens, that's just such a much better look for you and your company. So make sure you take the time during the show and multiple times. Have someone that's responsible for doing this to redo the show, reset your booth, make sure everything looks perfect like it did for that first attendee. And that tip is just one tip of 52 of my favorite tips, which I want to give to you absolutely free. Just get over to my website at tradeshowu.biz, tradeshowu.biz, sign up right there on the homepage, and you will get access to all 52 tips just like that that can be game changers for your next event. So just get over to tradeshowu.biz and sign up. And if you know somebody else who does trade shows, have them get over there and sign up. It is uh, These are great tips and are going to move the needle for your company. So before we dive into our interview with Chuck Sharpstein, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is TechMatch. TechMatch is a partnership between Cleartone Consulting and H2K Partners, a comprehensive digital strategy, technology, evaluation, and selection implementation and go-to-market advisory serving event organizers and event technology providers. Tech matches for the independent or association organizer that wants to cut through the digital platform clutter, reduce time, risk, and cost, and make the best decision to set the stage for the future. Leveraging TechMatch's combined 45-plus years of proven leadership experience coupled with their proprietary methodology and due diligence process, 
They help their customers execute a future-forward digital strategy across websites, community platforms, virtual and hybrid events, in-person conferences, and trade shows. Just visit h2kpartners.co slash techmatch for more information. All right, everybody, welcome back. And this is going to be fun and exciting because we're talking about uh, something that I've never really talked about much here on Trade Show University. But it's, it's one of the top things that everyone wants, that when you're going to a trade show, when you're, you're putting on a show, you're putting on a webinar, an event, you want to make sure people show up. You want to make sure that people know about your event and you want to get people to show up. So today we have on an expert in Facebook ads and I'm really, really excited to dive into that topic. His name is Chuck Sharpstein and he is a former marketing agency tech guy turned lead generation Facebook ads expert. His efficient approach to ads has allowed him to cut clients lead costs by as much as 80% for three years straight, get a 500 plus percent ROI on info products with cold traffic and even showed a Facebook newbie in the financial space how to cut his leads down to $7 each from $250 each with his simple Facebook course, 80-20 ad schema. Those are amazing results and they've been sustained. So Chuck, can't wait to dive in. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hi to all of the trade show pros out there. Awesome. Hi, how you doing? I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So, Chuck, Facebook, it, it's kind of a, a mystery for a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people that have amazing success from it. And then for a lot of people, they just get frustrated with it. So tell us first, why Facebook? Why is that such a, a great platform? Yeah, it's funny you say that. A lot of times people say something like it's a mysterious black box or, or <laughs> I'm holding the keys to the the magic kingdom or something because I know what I'm doing. But I, I think, I think a, a lot of what, you know, people have trouble with, with Facebook is having maybe more expectation than they should have. They might be basing the, their expectation off of results that they're seeing other people getting. And then, you know, you have these gurus coming online saying, Oh, we, we just put out this new funnel. We tried this ad and we're getting a 10,000% return on investment and things like that. And then that's what people are expecting. They just expect Facebook ads to be something that's going to you know, they're going to come in there they're going to set it up and, and it's just going to absolutely change your business. But in reality, it's, it's just another way to get your, your offer in front of people. Although I do think it is probably the best way to get your offer in front of people. I think it's probably the, the cheapest and, and the way, the way it, it, it finds your, your target market is probably the most advanced, the most advanced system out there that I've used, even, even as far as Google and YouTube, I can turn on an ad on Facebook and immediately start seeing results. Whereas even with Google and YouTube, it can still take a while. So I do think it's the best platform to start on for, for most people. Just, you know, sometimes it, it might be a little difficult finding your your customer on there with, with specific niches, but I, I don't think I've ever had a, a client where we couldn't eventually figure it out. So it's, yeah, just, a, I think it's the best bang for your buck and, and probably the, the best platform to start on. Cost wow. Wow. That's fit. That's great to hear. It's great to hear that you have had such uh, continued success and, and uh, consistent this is consistent success. You say it's just takes some, some time to figure out. So what, what's the secret? Is there, is there a secret behind the doing Facebook ads? Well, 
Yeah, I, I like to say the secret is there is no secret because <laughs> in reality, there isn't. I, and, and I think it goes back to what I said before. You know, people are thinking it's this mysterious black box. And I think it's because the expectation is that the platform is going to do all the work. You know what I mean? They think they, they'll just turn it on. There's some secret setup that they can do, and it's just going to magically bring them in leads with no effort on their end. But in reality, the secret is having a great offer on, on your end and having a great message to get people to your offer. So the secret is knowing, knowing who your market is, knowing what their, their pains and desires are, and then getting an offer in front of them that takes care of that and, and conveying that message in the right way. I think that's the secret. So it sounds a lot like marketing 101. You know, it's just understanding your, your audience. Who are they? What, what do they want? but uh, crafting that message. And, and so is there something about Facebook where you can help re resonate better, that it re just resonates better there than, than like you said, on, on YouTube or on Google? How is it that Facebook, uh, or, or how can people do it so that they do resonate quicker on Facebook? Yeah, so I don't know if it's the fact that anything resonates on Facebook differently. What I think the, the power is in Facebook, where I think it is, is the algorithm in my opinion, is just so much more advanced than any other platform out there. Probably because they have so much more information and details on each one of us <laughs> than any other platform. Although, you know, Google has their own, their own uh, metrics that they go off of, but I don't think it's the same as Facebook. Uh, for instance, I don't know if you remember the Cambridge Analytica scandal that happened a few years ago. It, it had to do with data being sold to a, a third-party company. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. when it it really blew up when they found out it was being sold to the Trump campaign. And then I think it was 2018, you know, Mark Zuckerberg had to go in front of Congress, you know, sip water and pretend he was a human being for, <laughs> for a week or two. And uh, I, so that was all due to this, this privacy concern and the data that was being sent to these, this uh, third party company. I had signed up for that Cambridge Analytica app back in 2014. Cause I thought it sounded cool. Basically it like took all your, all these data points that, that Facebook had about you and then compared it with all your friends and showed you how you were linked with your friends, what kind of interest you guys shared, and then how you were linked to your friends, friends and things like that. So I thought it was pretty neat. So after this scandal happened, a reporter in the UK got his hands on all the data. It was somewhere between 30 to 80 million users. Wow. Uh, I don't think there's an exact number out there, but that's the estimate. And out of this list that he got of all these users, he randomly called me out of the blue. <laughs> And uh, basically told me, wow. you know, uh, this is what I'm calling about. Can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah, sure. So he already had my name. He had my, my cell phone number from this list. And so he starts asking me questions. He's like, were you uh, living at this address, 1234 Main Street in 2014? I'm like, yeah, that's where I was living. He had my exact address, apartment number and everything. And then he goes, were you living with someone named Curtis in 2014? And I'm like, yeah, that's my brother. He was living with me while... We were going to, while well, he was going to college here and uh, all the way down, this is the part that kind of blew my mind. He, you know, he knew, he knew my name, number, my uh, address. He knew who I was living with, but then he goes so far as to say, would you say that you are a little more introverted and your brother's a little more extroverted? <laughs> what? Like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, how could he possibly know this? He, he doesn't even know what the data means, right? So he's, he's basically looking at these, these columns of data and millions of rows of data with just a header, like a bold header at the top, probably one to three words. And he's able to, to discern that, that I'm the more introverted and my brother's the more extroverted of, of the two of us. So 
And this is 2014 data, by the way, not 2020, 2021 data. If he's allowed to, if he can discern all that, imagine the, the algorithm that has all these thousands of data points on somebody and is able to go through all two and a half billion or however many users are on Facebook in a split second. Imagine the power in that. It, it's able to really look at you as an individual and then go and find more people that are, are like you and more people that are likely to do the same thing as you. So I think that's what gives Facebook so much power in the system is its ability to find and see people that are taking a certain action or have taken a certain action in the past and then going out and actually finding more people just like that, which gives you, in my experience, more immediate results up front. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's you know 10 times better than any other platform. I've had great results on YouTube, but in my experience, it takes a little longer. But with Facebook, I can fire up something and in two to three days, I know pretty good whether or not this thing's gonna work. And I think it's because of that power in the algorithm. Wow, that that is fascinating. A little scary, but but yeah. fascinating. <laughs> I gotta say, so obviously, all these data points, all the, the people that are on, you know, the, the there's how many users that Facebook has on there, just amazing, and and many use it on a regular basis. What if the, the who would you, what would you say to the the person, the business that's out there that says, you know, but my audience isn't on Facebook. Uh, how can I possibly find them? Why would it, why would I spend time on Facebook? Right. I mean, there's there's a uh, two and a half billion users on Facebook. I think two thirds of the United States as a whole is on Facebook, and it's not it's not kids. Kids are on to Instagram, Snapchat, and all that now. My my son doesn't have a Facebook account. <laughs> and he's been past the 13 year old mark for a year and a half now. So he has zero interest in it, but you know, who is on, on Facebook is, is, uh, my grandma, her sister, <laughs> her, her brother, and they're, they're in their 80. Well, my grandma passed away, but, but you know, they're, they're eighties and nineties and, and they've been on Facebook for years. So everybody's on Facebook. It's the, the challenge is finding them on Facebook and it can be more difficult in certain in certain niches to find certain prospects. But uh, a lot of the time, because of, the, because of what I was telling you about the algorithm, if you have previous data with previous customers, previous leads, things like that, you can actually upload that data into Facebook and Facebook will try to match it to real users in its system. So if you have email addresses, uh, first name, last name, phone number, zip code, things like that, you can upload that data into Facebook and Facebook's gonna try to see, can I find this person in Facebook? Then it creates an audience based off of that, those people. Typically it'll match about 50%, 40 to 60%, I think is about the average. So if you have a sizable list, 500 or more uh, leads, let's say, you're probably gonna match about 250 of them, which is probably the minimum you want to tell Facebook, hey, take these 250 people, now go find the closest 1% in the United States of people like this, which is gonna, Facebook is gonna come back with an audience of over 2 million people. And a lot of times that, that type of audience can work really well. You know, I have a client right now who we had to do that. He's in the software as a service space and there's no interest for people that run software as a service company. <laughs> so, you know, we had to get creative upfront and start bringing in that interest from other interests and then taking the data who's getting in a system and uploading that into Facebook and things like that. And eventually after about a month or so, we were able to get things really, really rocking and rolling. So sometimes it, it takes a, a little bit of time, but everybody's on Facebook. And at the very least, even if you have no interest in finding your audience cold on Facebook, you should be setting up retargeting, you, which you can use the pixel for that. And, and there's, there's no prior data needed to set up that, but, but yeah, everybody's on Facebook. It's, 
it's not a matter of if they're there or not. It's, it's how you're going to find them. That's, that's the issue. Wow. So, so coming in, Facebook's got a lot of tools obviously available then to help you. So if you have, think about that, everybody who's listening, think about that. You've, you could take, bring your, your, your prime target list, anyone you've got to have a, a little bit of data on, and Facebook will help extrapolate that and find common customers for you. That's just amazing. What if, can, can you also do this and, and target it more, like geographically? Say you have a, a small business that, and you have a, an area that you serve of maybe 20 square miles uh, or 20 mile radius around your, your current location. Can Facebook help you to pinpoint customers in that area? Oh, absolutely. So that's where, you know, when you get to smaller geographic areas like that, it's probably where you need to start testing things out a little more. But uh, typically, I'm, I'm of the opinion and, and the, the way I do things on Facebook is I try to give Facebook as much leeway as possible. I, I like to let Facebook and, I, and let that powerful algorithm do all the work for me rather than me trying to, you know, get nitty gritty with everything. So when you constrain yourself to a local area, you're, you're taking away a lot of that, a lot of that power, the more you constrain yourself. So you really don't want to put too much other constraints in there. For instance, you don't, you don't really want to put like a very specific interest if you're down in a 20 mile radius unless it's a gigantic interest. You can layer location on top of a lookalike audience like I was talking about, but you might want to expand that lookalike instead of the closest 1% in the United States, maybe expand it to the closest 5%, you know, and try different things like that and see what types of uh, results you're getting. But but like I said, typically the 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 smaller the location I'm targeting, the more expanded I'm getting with the the interest everything like that if that makes sense. I'm trying to give Facebook more leeway to find the right people rather than, you know, wring its neck and, and keep it from doing what it does best. So when you, when you do kind of get down to that level, you do need to try things a little more, but like I said, just maybe m much more broad interest instead of getting real targeted or opening up those lookalikes to larger percentages to see if that, if that helps with your deliverability. Wow. That's great stuff. What would you advise how much information should someone come with, come armed with before they approach Facebook and really try to build that first campaign or find that first audience? Or do you advise people just to go and then just let Facebook kind of guide you along by asking the questions? What would you say? Do you, should they be really prepared or not very, it doesn't really matter that much? Yeah, you're probably not going to like my answer because I'm just going to say it depends. <laughs> you know, I, and it really does. I almost just said it again, actually. But uh, I think a lot of times, you know, like I said, people just come into Facebook wanting to use it without having anything to use it for. I, before you start spending money on ads, I would make sure you have somewhere to send people at the very least, some kind of lead magnet or some kind of offer that you're going to be able to show them because you don't want to just be sending people to a blog post for them to, to read and then leave unless you have a way to capture them on the blog post and then, then by all means, try that out. But typically I like to send, send people directly direct response marketing, you know, directly to a thing and have them take an action right then and there, because if you don't, you, uh, you know, you're just going to be losing a lot of that traffic. So come prepared with, uh, you know, some kind of marketing material and some kind of way to capture their information. And then, you know, just start building, building your ads and, and testing things from there. Yeah. So really begin with the end in mind. What do you want? 
at the end, what's the ultimate thing? You want a sale, you want a new customer, you want to, to set up a demo, whatever it is, think about that and then work your way backwards so that you have that in, in place. Uh, it's just like Chuck said, you don't want to be wasting a lot of time and money get it, driving people to some place where you can't capture that information. There's no call to action. There's no nothing that they can get from it, and then they leave frustrated, or they're like, oh, that was a great article, but now, okay, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> Now you've just wasted money just to get people to read an article or a blog post uh, or something like that. So uh, great advice. I want to I want to go back to to a couple of terms that you mentioned that I want to make sure people understand what they are because you you just you threw them in there and that is retargeting and you said using a pixel. So if you could explain <laughs> what retargeting is and what's a pixel and how do people get it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you caught that. So retargeting is basically let's say you did send uh traffic to a a blog post and and you want to capture those people later down the road a week later or something what you can do is actually tell facebook anyone who visited this page here on my website i want to create an audience out of that and now i want to show that audience these ads so that's basically retargeting i think google calls it remarketing it's just it's just getting an ad in front of people that have already been on one of your properties basically so you're you're getting your your, your ad in front of them again. So hence the name retargeting. And as far as the pixel, that's the, the literal piece of code that goes on your website that makes retargeting possible. <laughs> so it's basically ah. like what, what Facebook uses to, to remember users that are hitting your site and allows them to create those audiences and, and, and things like that. And also allows Facebook to know when someone takes a certain action, like be becomes a lead or purchases a product and things like that. It can actually record that information and attribute it to that user. And not only giving you that, that, that information for your own reporting, but now those, that's, that's what I think some of the power comes from in the algorithm is now those people specifically are tagged as a purchaser for this type of product or a lead for an, a page with this type of verbiage on it. And I think that's the kind of stuff that allows Facebook to come out of the gate so strong versus other platforms is because it's it's recording all that information on a personal, like very individual level. Um, oh. So hopefully that explained it well. Yeah, yeah. Now is, is Pixel something that uh, you, that an individual user has to go and set up or is that something that happens automatically? You do have to go set that up. So when you first make your, your Facebook account, you'll go into another area of, of the ads manager called uh, events manager. And it'll ask you if you want to create a pixel. You just create it, name it, whatever you want. It'll give you the code. And then you just take the code. You can actually just email it to your web guy. You can straight from there, you can just add your web guy's email in and it'll send it to your web guy. Or you can just grab the code, throw it in the, the header of your, of your website on all your web pages and be good to go. So it is something you do have to do or have someone do for you. It's not automatic. Okay. Okay, great. Well, and I'm sure there's probably a few people out there going, oh, shoot, I need to hire somebody to help me with this stuff. <laughs> because it is, there's, uh, obviously there's a, Facebook makes things as simple as possible, but there's a lot of complexity to it. There is, a, there's a lot of different things like the pixel that if someone who didn't know may, may pass right over that step without, without having that important piece of software on their computer to help them with future ad campaigns. Right. And I, I think it's probably the most important. In fact, a lot of times when I talk to a potential client, that's not even a real client. I'm like, regardless of whether or not you decide to work with me down the road, get your pixel on right now, because even if you're not going to run ads for a year, get your pixel on now, because it's going to start recording information from here on out. 
And then you'll have that data in your account when you decide to use it. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you just throw it on your website and it starts recording the data. And then it's something you can use whenever you're ready to get started. So I do think it's probably the easiest and most important part of, of running the ads. It's, it's a non-negotiable for me. So it's, it's, it is very important. <laughs> okay. Okay. So everyone go find that pixel, get it on your website. <laughs> How about for, let's talk about budget. Let's talk about what is, and I know, I know the answer is going to be, it depends, but <laughs> I'm going to ask the question anyway, is what is a good, is there a rule of thumb by how much people should expect to invest to get the results that they're looking for? Is there you know, a percentage of something? Or what, what would you say, you know, is, is someone can come and they say, oh, okay, I want to spend $20 a day. Is, is that, or is that just throwing money completely out the window and you really need to invest more at, at a much greater amount? Yeah, no, I think you could definitely start it at 20 bucks a day. You can even start at five or 10 if you want. Just, you need a way, you need a way to gauge what's happening from that though. So you, you don't want to be spending $5 a day and selling a $5,000 product because you're, you're not going to know for an entire year, whether or not that was working or not. So if you're going to spend five bucks a day, maybe it's a very simple lead magnet, a free PDF download, and hopefully you get one every two days or so. And you can gauge from there. So $20, you know, a day for something like that would be, would, would be a pretty good place to start. So it, it really does depend on kind of what your expectation is. I would never spend, like I said, five bucks a day and sell a high ticket product. You really want to go for kind of a lower bar for entrance for, for your prospect, something that you can measure within a few days rather than having to wait months or, or a year to figure out whether or not you're going to get a return on it or not, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely makes sense. You know, we can't expect to be selling high ticket products and selling uh, great volumes with a low investment, just like any, any sort of marketing or advertising, you got to put in the money to be able to get back what, what you're looking for. So that, that makes perfect sense. What would be your top tip for people that are saying, okay, I, I think I want to invest in, in uh, Facebook ads. What would be your top tips for success? For those people, I think starting, starting out with a lower bar, like I just said, maybe start generating leads, make sure you're following up with your leads for sure. And top, you know, one of the main problems I see people having, and I teach this in my course is they're trying out the wrong objectives in, in Facebook. There's when you start a campaign in Facebook, there's 11 different objectives ranging from, you know, brand branding to reach to people clicking on the link to your website, to video views and things like that. In my opinion, the only one you want to care about is conversions because it's set up to convert. And the reason is, is it, it's, it's kind of the cream of the crop in, in the Facebook world, I guess you could say, is, is when you set up a, a lead magnet and you tell Facebook, hey, I want a conversions campaign and I want it to convert to a lead. Facebook will, it's very good at doing what you tell it to do. It's going to go out and find people that are likely to do that. And uh, if you try any of those other objectives you're you will get cheaper traffic but though that cream of the crop is reserved for those conversions campaigns because the, those people are willing to spend more on that traffic so it, it almost makes the other objectives not unusable but unusable in the sense if that's what your goal is for to get conversions now you can use video views and things like that to to build audiences but that's kind of more of a, an advanced strategy and something 
really, you don't even want to try until you figure out the conversion side of things, in my opinion. So I, I think that, you know, the two things, maybe start with a, a lower bar offer, like a, a free PDF download, and then make sure you're running conversions campaigns and, and uh, using the correct, the uh, correct conversions objective inside of that would be probably the best thing I could tell people. Cause I see it all the time where people are like, how come I'm not getting any leads and they're running a branding campaign or something. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, this is, it's a lot of common sense. It's a lot of logical thinking through this is, you know, what do you want to happen? What do you want to happen? If you just want people to know about it, then this might be, this might be a great way for people to know about you, but it could be really, really hard to measure. So get something that it could be great to measure where you're capturing information about your, your customer, about the target audience and if you're capturing that, you'll see, am I capturing the people that I really want to capture? Maybe you need to re redesign your ad, say some things different because maybe you're bringing in the right, the wrong people or the right people. And that's why you, it's important to capture this information. So thank you so much for that, Chuck. As we, as we, as we kind of start to wrap up around here and our discussion, this has just been awesome. Thank you so much. Give us uh, one or two top takeaways for the listeners. Oh, one or two top takeaways. Know your know your market, <laughs> yeah, and have a, have an offer that they want. <laughs> I think those would be the best things. I the the main thing that's going to make your ads work is has nothing to do with Facebook. It has to do with with getting the right offer with the right message in front of the right people. I mean, it's like you said earlier, marketing one on one. Go figure. You know, novel concepts. <laughs> 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 it's uh, that's really the the most important thing. There's no secret inside of the, the the facebook ads platform if there was any secret i just told you about it with the conversions objective i mean that's about as secretive as you need, need to get and i think people are always searching for that they think you know someone's going to come in and just change everything and find this little audience that's gonna gonna change their world but in in reality it's that's that's not reality it's any anybody that has that crazy success with something like that is few and far between i i just recently in the past couple of weeks got a client and she gets uh, like 25% click-through rates on her ads. And I'm like, that's the, the most insane number I've ever seen in my entire life on Facebook. And I've been doing this probably for a decade almost. And, you know, I, and that's the first time I've ever seen that because her, her niche is just so engaged with this type of stuff. Wow. And so that means one out of every four people that the ad goes in front of on their Facebook feed are, are clicking on it. It's like, it's insane. But you know, that's, I could, I could say, oh, look how, look how I got 25% CTRs and, you know, make people buy my course on writing copy that gets 25% click through rates. But in reality, I just found a client that had a crazy, like very specific niche that was hyper engaged. And, and that was the secret, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was her offer that she put in front of this hyper engaged market. It has nothing to do with the way we set up the Facebook ads. You know, I, I've set up so many different audiences for her and they all do just as well. There's no secret audience that we found. So I think I'm rambling at this point, but you know, like I said, have a great offer, get the right message in front of the right people. That's, that's the, the biggest takeaway. And then set the, set your ads up the way I said, and you should be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Know your niche know your audience, what are they looking for, and then craft that message around that. <laughs> like you said, it's not, it's not rocket science, but the more, the better you do that, then you can get those 25% possibly. Is that, you know, that's obviously it's not common 
It's not common. But but you got to start somewhere and then keep trying, keep improving, keep tweaking, and and get better at it as you go. Don't expect uh, huge results out of the gate, but but you do need to capture. So you do know need to know what is working and who are you getting. So this is just a, some great great stuff. Thank you so much, Chuck. So what is a what's a great way for people to learn a little bit more about you and what you do? Cool. Yeah. I mean, they can just go to my website. It's whiskeyneat.com, like the drink and whiskey with an E. So it's W-H-I-S-K-E-Y-N-E-A-T.com. And if they go to my homepage there, they'll see an opt-in for my campaign balance checklist, which actually goes over the four numbers that are important in, in a campaign. One of them being that click-through rate we were just talking about. And yeah, then you get on my email list where I give daily Facebook tips and I do email every day. So I, and I try to give some type of value every single day. So yeah, that's the best way to go learn more about me and, and get in touch with me there. Oh, fantastic. So if anyone is interested and has been considering Facebook or maybe you've tried it and haven't had the great success, Get over to Chuck's website, whiskeyneat.com, and I'll drop the link into the show notes. But get over there and sign up for that campaign balance checklist and at his email newsletter, daily, daily Facebook tips that I'm sure you're going to get great value out of. So get over there, do that absolutely free. No, no charge to you whatsoever. Some great tools and just, you got to do it. Just, just go do it. Just go do it. One more more thing I forgot to say. I do have a monthly kind of kind of digital monthly newsletter that I have. It's paid, but it's not very expensive. And I, I don't normally offer, but if someone tells me they came off your podcast, if they just reply to my email and they join my my newsletter, I'll throw in my 80-20 ad schema course for free, which is a complete Facebook course. So wow. tell me that, then, then I'm happy to throw it in with the subscription. That's awesome. That's awesome. So get over to his website subscribe to his monthly newsletter and he will give you his complete Facebook ad program for free. So get over there and I'll drop again, drop the uh, instructions into the show notes to make sure everyone can take advantage of that. Just let him know you heard him on trade show university. Chuck, thank you so much. Thanks for the great value helping uh, demystify Facebook a little bit for us and tell us, Hey, it's just take your time, (laughs) go through it learn a little bit about it and but really it's all about marketing 101 and knowing your audience and and crafting that right message so thanks so much for for bringing all that and the great stuff that you're offering to listeners for getting over to your website yeah awesome thank you i appreciate it Uh, it's my pleasure and everyone so get over there continue to learn about facebook get better at it so that your dollars go further we know that these trade show dollars are (laughs) they're a huge investment so please make sure you are spending your money wisely and continue to come back to trade show university continue to binge go back to some of these original episodes that i that i put out which are the basics that you need to know especially as these live events continue to go back and uh, keep learning keep coming back here to campus at trade show university